What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay, and we are back extending the life expectancy of the culture one episode at a time. What's up, Jay Weezy? Jay Weezy, I got Jay a new Breezy. Name. Jay Breezy, I'll take it. I'll take it. Nothing much, just enjoying life, you know, being healthy. That's all. The best we can, the best we know how to do. Um, being healthy feels so good, Jay. It does. I don't know if you, like, you ever, you know how back in the day before we got, like, our, our consciousness level and our vibrational frequency elevated, we, you remember that season of our life where we started just, like, being super grateful for stuff that we had took for granted before? Yeah. I remember being so grateful for movement, just being mm-hmm. able to move without restriction, mm-hmm. without, you know, anything just being a barrier and that just I could just get up and walk I can just get up and run yeah I can just run up a flight of steps and do all these things run around with my kids I remember being so grateful for that yeah me too and I sometimes I just be walking around doing little things or sitting down watching something I'm like wow my stomach don't hurt my head don't hurt you know things feel nice being able to get in the gym you know we both using the same workout app to do those workouts and sometimes I'll be previewing a workout like good god almighty but (laughs) It looks tough. I have no doubt about my ability to do it. Mm-hmm. I just have doubt about my ability to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and those are two different things. Yes. Doing it and wanting to do it. So we just came on here to say, y'all, be grateful. Be grateful for your health. And, you know, today's topic, we're going to deep dive into some stuff that's been on our heart for a minute. And it's been kind of, it bothers us more and more. I feel like. Yeah. Even though we've been working. I thought it would be lessened. Me too. But it's not. It's getting just... I think because we've been doing it for so long and been caring so long, mm. it's uh, it's crazy to look around and see people getting unhealthier and more um, sedentary. And, yeah. Like, nobody's catching on, even though they are, but at what rate, at what pace? That's the part. Yeah. That's the part. So anyway, so those of you who don't know, and this is your first time listening to the episode, hey, hey, uh, welcome to the Black <laughs> Health Academy. Uh, Jay and I are, you know, holistic health coaches at the simplest definition, and we're here at the Academy, we prioritize using a whole food plant-based lifestyle to eradicate lifestyle diseases that disproportionately impact people of color. And we're going to talk about two significant ones today, which is hypertension and um, being overweight. I'm not even going to say just obese, Jay. I don't Mm want to leave out that class of people who are overweight as well. So we're talking about carrying excess weight on your body and um, hypertension today, which are two very, very prominent lifestyle challenges in the U.S. and especially even more pronounced here in the black community. If you haven't already, make sure you visit theblackhealthacademy.com to enroll into the academy at no charge to you, uh, where you can engage in several master classes where we address lifestyle conditions and how you can use a whole food plant-based lifestyle, uh, physical fitness, and mindset shifting to eradicate some of these things if they run in your family and your household, if you're battling these lifestyle diseases. Um, we love this work to death, almost to a fault where it, it really stresses us out. And we have been losing a lot of sleep and patience, quite honestly, lately with, you know, sometimes just uh, all pun intended, the weight of the world. <laughs> All right, I see. I see where this is going. <laughs> you gonna start acting up in the beginning of the podcast. Let me get it out of my system, yeah. man. Because when we get serious, you know, the funny part is when you look over and smile. 
know. You're my only audience member. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> no. I'm no eye contact going. Why not? No. But yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just it start it's starting to get closer to home. You're starting to know people that know people. You That's you a start, fact. I work with people. I've seen like we talked about it on the last podcast. One of my Facebook friends lost her husband. I mean, just with the urge, the lack of urgency. I, I, I think that's what what gets me. The lack Facts. of urgency. This is an urgent that's a matter. That's a fact. And I, I don't see anyone being too concerned. Not concerned enough. Um, and so I want to put the. Uh, the shock value back in these conditions. Before we move forward, we should probably, well, before we even get into that, let's, let's get our weight, what's and stuff out of our way. But I do want to remind me, Jay, to circle back around and make sure we define lifestyle disease, you know, for the listeners, yeah. because I think we say it all the time, but I mm-hmm. want people to be clear on what do we mean by lifestyle disease. Before we get into that, let's have a little fun with Wait What. Wait What is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, Wait, Wait what? what? You said you got two. I got one for sure, and I might have two. It's not really a weight what, but it was kind of funny to me. Okay, go for it. All right, so my first weight, I'll go with the one that was kind of funny to me. Okay. So I was listening to this doctor. He's a holistic doctor out in Texas, and he was doing an interview. Is that Montgomery? I don't remember his name. Okay, okay. But he was being interviewed by the person on uh, Physicians Committee, but it wasn't the Physicians Committee podcast. Got it. It was something else. Got it. And he said, well, with you being in Texas, with Texas being the, you know, big everything, big steaks, big, you know, plates, big this, big that, super unhealthy diets and potatoes and all these different things, what, does that make your your practice, you know, what you do harder for you because everyone is kind of eating unhealthy. Everyone is thinking that steaks is the way to live it up and stuff like that. And he said, you know, what's funny about it is that's what makes it easier for me. He said, the fact that everybody is eating all this stuff Mm. and getting sick, Mm -hmm. by the time they come to me, they are desperate for my help. They're they're pretty much just spilling over to his business. Mm. Because he's in the place where it's so much mm. obesity and sickness yeah. that he has this pick of the litter <laughs> of people who with hypertension, diabetes, and all this different stuff. Major weight what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, he said, no, 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 no. That, that, pretty much, that's why I'm here. It's the polar opposite of what you think. Yeah. No. Everybody, it's good until it ain't. <laughs> I say, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, wow. that makes a lot of sense. It does. It, it makes a lot of sense. It truly does. Yeah. Wow. Um, let me get mine out the way real quick. Mine is, is, is a great lead into today's topic, but I'll get it out the way right quick. So, you know, I literally just got back to the U.S. Um, from uh, South Africa, from Cape Town. And so um, one day I hopped in an Uber and I had... I had booked an Uber to take me to go to Tabletop Mountain because I was about mm-hmm. to go mountain climbing, right? And I was going on this route by myself, which apparently was not recommended. <laughs> Why? Because um, you could slip and fall. You won't have a signal. And they just prefer you to be with somebody mm-hmm. for safety reasons, right? Um, but I'm like, whatever, lady. When I got to the mountain, when an Uber driver dropped me off, 
to the spot um, that was the start of the trail, the two ladies, uh, the two, you know, like mountain people, whatever they're called, officers, whatever, they came out. It was two women. And I was like, I'm about to go up the mountain. I'm all excited. And they're like, with who? <laughs> I said, this ain't my way what, but I said, <laughs> by myself, you know me, Jay, super excited. I got my fanny pack on. And they, they look at me up and down like I was a crumb, right? <laughs> they, they like, where, 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 where's your group? Where's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I just, you know, I'm about to go up the mountain by myself. I read everything about it online. I see they say it takes two to three hours. I think I can beat the time. You know me, just ridiculous, right? And they was like, no, you can't, you can't. I was like, I can do it, right? Like, I'm selling myself to these late. It's free, Jay. It don't cost nothing. You could just, literally, I could just walk past them and walk up the trail. <laughs> But I'm there like, and they started laughing. And they was like, do you have any water? I was like, no. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> they were like, go across the road, get a bottle of water. It's a little guy with a little stand. I was like, okay. So I give my water or whatever. And I was like, I can't. I was like, what's wrong with me going up by myself? And they're like, it's dangerous. You probably going, your phone is probably going to lose signal. What if you slip, you're bleeding, you're hurt? We don't even know. We can't get you can't get in contact with anybody to rescue you. And they was like, "Well, a group just went up right before you got here. If you hurry up, maybe you can catch up." <laughs> Since with that you want to be so hard here, this is what we can do for you. <laughs> I was like, "I can do it." They looked me up and down. This is this is my part for me though. They looked me up and down. They was like, yeah, "You are fit." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, <laughs> you see it. You see it. I tried to tell you I can do it." It's like, you look like you work out. You're pretty fit. Where are you from? I'm like, America. Mm-hmm. Looking me up and down. Two African ladies with so much sass. It was such a treat. <laughs> and um, they let me go up. But anyway, the guy who dropped me off to the to the mountain trail, to Tabletop Mountain, right? So me and him in the car. And he's like, you're about to go. Same thing. He's like, I'm taking you to Tabletop. He's like, you're about to go hiking. I was like, yeah. He said, by yourself? I said, yeah. And so me and him chatting or whatever, and he's like, they say it takes this much time. And he started telling me other places to go hiking in the city and stuff that's going to give me beautiful views and blah, blah, blah. So he was telling me he's a tour guide as well. And he's like, you know, um, he's like, wow, you have so many questions and you have so much energy. But blah, blah. he's like, where are you from? And I'm like, America. He's like, oh. And we started talking about different nationalities. And he was telling me about like what nationality. He was like, the nationalities that that asked the most questions. He was like, the French, he was like, they want to know everything. And I was like, really? I was like, Americans aren't that curious. He was like, no, I'm so surprised that you're American because y'all, you know, don't be want to know nothing. I was like, so I, you know, of course got super embarrassed. I'm like, really? I was like, I want to know everything. I want to see everything. I would just want to get every experience I can. He was like, wow. He was like, I had some Americans in my car recently. He was like, it was a couple. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, I'm taking them around the city, showing them different neighborhoods. And they were sitting in the back. And he was like, I'm telling tell them all the historic neighborhoods and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, and they weren't saying anything. They weren't asking questions. They weren't blah, blah. He was like, I turn around and look. And they were asleep. <laughs> I said, oh, you lying. He's like, no, they were. He was like, and then the guy started snoring. I said, shut up. He said, no. I said, that is, I was like, I apologize on behalf of oh, Americans, my. right? He was like, they were asleep like a few minutes into the tour. And they were, you know, they were like tired. So their purpose of being, it wasn't just a... Uh, right, they were, no, he was paid to tour them. Like, no, because he's a tour guy and Uber driver. Yeah. Right, so no, they weren't just going somewhere in the Uber. He said, they couldn't, you know, keep up, blah, blah, blah. I said, can I ask you a question? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, were they overweight? 
He's like, yes, they were really big, right? And I was like, oh. He was like, and when they woke up, he, he laughed himself out of the sentence. He was laughing so hard. He said, and guess what? I said, what? He said, when they woke up, they asked me to stop at McDonald's. I said, wait, what? I'm so, I, I have a problem with that obese, overweight or not. Just me too. take me out to the country and let me eat the stuff that's right up the street. But go on. Yes. And so he was like, yes, they, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can. Yeah, I definitely can. I was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, but, you know, America, as you probably know from, you know, all the different people you, you get to see here, is one of the most overweight countries. Um, we are known around the world for being overweight. Like, every time. Why did that just hurt? I don't. I think I told you this when I lived in China. Like I know it. When people. But I don't. Americans, like. Because when you're out of the country, when people ask where you're from, it's not your city, state, it's what country. And the two things that Americans are known for is for being overweight and for being for having a lot of American pride. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, America is great. I'm like, sir, I'm neither one. Okay. <laughs> I have neither. But he was laughing so hard. He's like, how did you know they were overweight? I said, just a good guess. Lucky guess. <laughs> Lucky guess. Shot in the dark. Yeah. But it just made me so sad, Jay. I'm like, man, the Americans just got out of country embarrassing. It's like, what in the dark? snoring. Snoring on the tour and woke up like, can you swing by McDonald's for you drop us back off at the hotel? What? So he was like, call me when you get done with the mountain. So I sent him a, a message on WhatsApp when I got done with the mountain. Like, just wanted to let you know I'm sitting at the top of the mountain right now. Just because <laughs> I finished it in under two hours, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I sent you and tipped that video. Uh -huh. He was like, he messaged me back like, no way. No way. I cannot believe it. I was like, I swear. Oh, my God, Jay. And hold on, I'll tell you this right quick. I went on my first nighttime hike. Please tell me what people. Yes, yes. I did do this with people. We had a, yeah, we had a guide and everything. Why it was so dark, we had to wear headlamps. <laughs> it's, I'm trying to find, because if we was by ourselves, I'd be like, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell on the podcast okay. so she can't cut me out how she, how she will want to. <laughs> Not telling your mama something in a public place. <laughs> oh, We had to wear headlamps. My. Jay, at, at some point, so this one was a lion's head mountain, right? What's crazy is that's what I was picturing is lions just, <laughs> oh God, it's just the name of the mountain. Shut up. <laughs> Why at some points the mountain was so vertical that we had to climb a ladder up the side of the mountain? Did you have on any type of, I, oh yeah, I did make the decision after this trip that I need to get some hiking boots. <laughs> but I did have, oh, like a harness or something? Yeah. Nope. Nope. And it rained that day so everything was wet. It's the most dangerous thing I've probably ever done. I ain't going to hold you. But I was with a group. And Tarek was cooled in the mug. If anybody ever goes to Cape Town anytime soon, y'all have to look up my boy Tarek. He is the best guide ever. But yes, um, he has an Airbnb experience that you can book called um, Sunset Sunrise Hike on Lion's Head Mountain. If anybody's heading out there, look up the Airbnb experience in Cape Town. Sunrise Sunset Hike up Lion's Head um, Tarek is amazing. I can't wait to go back. But Jay, it was pretty intense. How 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 tall was the ladder? The it was it was like three different ladders. It was only like maybe I would say 
eight to 12 rungs each time we had to climb up the ladder. That's but, pretty. But that's how vertical the mountain was. Like you had to, and then there were other parts of it where there was like these metal handles they put on there so you can scale it. And we kept having to stop because it was um, five of us total, including me. And then, you know, six with Tarek, the guy. And um, one lady in our group was overweight. And she kept like, I, I was, Jay, I was, I was afraid for her. I was like, I can't believe she's doing this. Was there a possibility that somebody could kill themselves if they didn't? Yeah, absolutely. It? Yeah, you could have fell off the side of the mountain. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know how some mountains is more like a trail or something? You know how, yeah. No, there were cliffs. It was very much cliffs. At night. After a rain. Yeah, it was probably one of the most unwise decisions <laughs> that that you would have been displeased with. I don't regret. I would do it again. But you would have very much been displeased. And it gave me the biggest treat. I find it so funny when people know you and after they do something. Because I remember Bryce did that. And he was telling me about how at school, his, uh, you know, the first school he was going to, how they went down to this... Um, they didn't have a playground they had these this, almost like this these trees and then some of the kids would sneak off and go further down mm. where they weren't supposed to go mm -hmm. and he was saying how they went down and how he was um just off to this trail where the teachers couldn't see him and they were all he was like yeah you wouldn't have liked it <laughs> well why were you there because yeah, you, you, you wouldn't <laughs> you mean yeah yeah I, I, all i could picture was yeah being hurt some grown pedophile just waiting for y'all to, to go off the beaten okay. trail yeah. oh you all the crazy it. you're absolutely correct yeah y'all yeah. be needing me around i was on the mountain like jay would have set this one out look at <laughs> <laughs> and what made it so anticlimactic and we knew this before we started up because he asked us if we want to go another day. Is because it had rained that day and it was overcast. The top of Lion's Head Mountain is supposed to be is the most beautiful view. I don't know if it's in the world, but he said like Instagrammers travel here to get on top of this mountain so they can do. That's how it's like one of the most Instagrammable places <laughs> in the world. We didn't have none of it because it was so foggy. We didn't even get the... But it was nighttime anyway, so... We, we didn't even see the sunset. That It was called a sunset hike, and we didn't even get that. Oh, that sucks. I, I enjoyed it so much, but me and Tark talk, man, when I say... I ain't never told my whole life story to somebody. Not my life story, but everything I know about health. Mm -hmm. Like, he was so interested in what I did. He like, wait, wait, wait. Tell me about, okay, be, okay. What about, okay, we talked about God. He's like, are you religious? I was like, oh, yeah, I got into my relationship with God. Then we I, we talked about entrepreneurship. Like, we talked about my three favorite subjects. Mm -hmm. Like, spirituality, entrepreneurship, health. Like, and just, you know, like, being a good person and what that means. I mean, I told him about PBNSG and Paul and... Like the wow. difference between the Black Health Academy and service in another community that served a different population. We got into race. It was the juiciest conversation that oh, yeah, I've ever that sounds, had. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. And so I didn't even care about why he dropped me off at my hotel. I was like, I'm going to leave you a review. I ain't going to say nothing about that mountain, though, because we ain't seen nothing. He was crying up. I was like, but I'm going to talk about you, though, Tarek. <laughs> but. Hey, you're talking about nothing. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're. Yeah, you're <laughs> 
uh, wasn't your fault though. You know what I mean? But he did offer to let us come back another day, and I was like, no, I'm flying out. I was like, I've been here a month, but I'm about to fly out Friday, so I, I got to do it today. So um, it was dope. It was pretty dope. But yeah, um, so just like the overweight lady that was on the tour with us, Jado, she kept stopping out of breath. She slipped a couple times and like fell down the rock a little bit. She scared the mess out of me. And her whole group, because I was there by myself and the other four people, they were all traveling together. They were together. They were from Belgium. And they kept stopping, giving her water. She kept having to sit down. Why did she turn? Well, she I guess sweating, she can't turn No, around. no, no. Yeah, no. She wouldn't have been. You probably would have got lost. You had to stay with him. She's sweating, huffing, and he kept saying, like, you okay? You okay? And, I mean, I was proud of her for, you know, going, like, yeah, okay, you know, I guess I, I completely get it. Don't let that stop you from living your life or whatever. But her being out of shape was evident on, on how it impacted to the point, to the point we got to a point, because I kept keeping up with Tarek. Me and him kept being in front, and they kept being behind us, those four. At one point, they were kind of far behind us, Tarek, you know, see, quietly was like, I apologize for this. Mm -hmm. having to stop because I know you seem like you ready to get in and we keep having to stop and wait but like he apologized to me I was like it's not your fault mm -hmm. don't worry about it but I just want us to do better mm -hmm. anyway that's my weight what's <laughs> all right so my weight second weight what I'm um so you remember when I was doing that challenge run every single day yeah uh, so usually I run and then I do a walk to cool down when I get back in front of my door. I walk a half block and come back Okay. and just go in. So I stay in a apartment building with four units. Mm -hmm. um, and so we are it's the same people, you know, it's not a big, large, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so this particular day I ran so fast fast and I was so tired and instead of going in I just sat on the porch right and so my neighbor next door mm -hmm. came out I mean she was already um on the porch she started talking we started talking or whatever and um we started talking about apartment gossip she's she says uh you know the people upstairs is moving and I was like, oh, no, I didn't know that. And she said, yeah, they're moving. They're getting out of here. She said, but girl. Now, mind you, my neighbor is 65. Okay. But she reminds me a lot of your mom. Okay. So, you know, hip, look like she'll give you the business, need to be a sweet person, all of that. So she's like, girl, you know, they said they used to sit on the porch, but, and they did. They used to have their chair on the porch. Mm -hmm. She said, they... Don't sit on the porch anymore because you're so mean. When you, <laughs> she said, they when you walk past them, you don't even speak, you don't acknowledge them, they don't think you like them, so they don't even feel comfortable sitting on the porch anymore. I'm like, wait, that's the that's the people that's moving. Yes. Okay. I'm like, wait, what? I said, okay, they may be right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, I said, I'm so, sometimes I'm so deep and far in my head. Mm -hmm. No, you mm. know, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be, but I'm thinking and plotting and strategizing and what I'm going to do and about this and where I'm going to go and this, this. Sometimes I don't even realize mm. or pay attention to some people, um, at all. Mm -hmm. I said, no, I just, I just probably was just minding my own business, not even realizing anything. Like I, I like, I didn't mean any type of harm, any type of, you know, I'm not meaning that. She said, that's what I said. Mm -hmm. But I said, and furthermore, 
why don't they stop sitting on the porch? Because I don't speak. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's your porch. Sit on the porch. But what makes this such a weight? What is that? This is how a lot of people do things. We stop doing things Mm -hmm. because of the lack of attention from someone else. Mm -hmm. We don't post on, and that's what I said about your, uh, the other 23, like for them, we don't want to post certain videos because certain people are not engaging Mm -hmm. or certain people we think don't like our content Mm -hmm. or no, Mm -hmm. it's just either one, they're distracted by something else that has their attention Mm -hmm. or two, you haven't said anything or done anything to get their attention. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't they dislike your content or you. Mm-hmm. It's just right now that y'all not in the same space of, um, you know, priority. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what they're focused on and you're focused mm-hmm. on are two different things. You're focused on sitting on the porch, maybe possibly smoking. I don't know. And I'm sitting here thinking of my next fitness challenge and what what um, programs I'm going to put my kids in. Like we didn't even thinking about the same thing. Mm-mm. So... I, th- I thought that was so funny. Like, y'all focused on me, and I don't even notice y'all. Mm-hmm. I don't even notice y'all, but oh, I had I had a point. I had a point, a different point about that. Damn, what was I going to say? I don't know. It'll come back to me, but, yeah, that was my way. What? Like, she she's so mean mm-hmm. that we don't even sit on the porch no more. How How do you let someone have that much like important that's mm. not even part of your immediately immediate world yeah that doesn't impact your life at all mm-hmm. doesn't I, I i thought that was so 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 crazy like wow here i am thinking i'm a great nice person and y'all don't even <laughs> sit on the porch no more okay so there's that <laughs> It's amazing how people look at you so different, how everybody has a different experience of, yeah. with you. And yeah, perception and sometimes of you. It, it all can be true, you know? Oh, 100%. Oh, this is where I was going with that. I, when I, because I, when I spoke in a farm to table, um, what was it, last or whatever, whatever season that was, semester that was, I was speaking about biases and how we don't realize mm-hmm. that everything is not racism, everything is not affinity bias is so real mm. and that's just a bias where you have these feelings of friendliness um towards p- and understanding toward people that you can relate to so the reason why i always speak to my neighbor because i thought i was pondering this why am i so friendly to my neighbors um across the hall versus my neighbors upstairs the ones that sat on the porch and i thought about their 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 family dynamics she is a woman that reminds me of your mom. Mm-hmm. She has short natural hair. Mm-hmm. Her daughter who comes over is around my age mm-hmm. with natural hair. Mm-hmm. Her kids have uh, locks, natural hair. Like When I see them, it's a feeling of familiarity mm-hmm. and, you know, likeness. Mm-hmm. So I automatically want to engage with you more. Mm-hmm. And that's what affinity bias is, that you kind of, you're not intentionally... Mm-hmm. Um, not being friendly towards the people that you're not that familiar with or you can't relate to. Mm-hmm. It's just by default, mm-hmm. these are the people you gravitate gravitate towards. And that's just how it simply happens in doctor's offices. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you're seeking employment, mm-hmm. oh, she looks like my daughter mm-hmm. or my grandchild mm-hmm. or, you know, I drive a, 
uh, you know, it, it could be your car. It can be if things are similar with you and that person, you're more drawn to that person. That's why you have to be so careful with the people that you trust. Yeah. Because if they can't relate to you, they sometimes don't even notice you or don't don't have the compassion or can't empathize with you or understand yeah. you True. by default. True. With that, with no intention, because people will say, "No, my doctor is nice." I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they are, but to that you. doesn't mean that they understand and can relate to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so someone they can relate to will take priority. They they will have more compassion. That's why they wouldn't, they don't understand that black women have the same uh, low tolerance for pain. Like, you know, white women, they don't, oh, this white woman is a pain. I'm a white woman. <clears throat> I'm going to give her some pain meds. Things like that. We got to understand that this exists heavily in the world. Because sure. I was doing it and didn't even realize it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't see you because you're on the porch smoking. I don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, let me shoot past you. Mm-hmm. My, go in and mind my own business. Yeah. You know, and that's sometimes that's all it is. No intention. Yeah. That's, affinity bias is a real thing. And I'm glad you brought that up. And I think a huge responsibility falls on all of us to be more conscious but those of our who, us who are in certain fields where we don't necessarily have as much control over who comes into our ecosystem if we are an employer if we're a doctor if we're a nurse right we really need to be cognizant of it yeah. for ourselves on you know how I'm treating this patient how I'm treating this applicant right you know, how I'm treating this you know mm-hmm. this this person looking for a house versus my last couple who had two kids like me and they freshly married right right so I think it we all need to be extremely cognizant of how we approach other people because that is very, very much true. So I think that's a very good point. And it's part of the reason that people are, have been attracted to the Black Health Academy. Like, finally found, you know, yeah. a black person who's teaching this, who understands me. That's that a very like real me. thing. Yes. Right. I can understand my girl. I can understand my mom. And you need to find that ego. So you need to find that tribe. It's super important. Yeah. It's super important. And I, I remember, um, like... There have been some schools of thought around segregation who says, you know, segregation is one of the worst things that ever happened to black people, right? It wasn't an advancement for us. It was a step back because, you know, when we had our own ecosystem, our own community, our own neighborhoods, our own thriving businesses, it it, it worked much better mm-hmm. than as opposed to us trying to integrate with right. them. And, right. it, and the integration was more about trying to get equal access mm-hmm to education and resources, not necessarily trying to, yeah, you know, coexist in the same space, but that's also part of equality, you know, was part of the argument at the time, but absolutely, like, it's just, it just hits different, and you see that, and especially because Michigan is such a segregated state, and we have all of these different communities that are mostly like, you know, Middle Eastern, Polish, whatever, and it, the community is different. Mm-hmm. You almost feel like you don't belong. It's almost uncomfortable when you go into some of those spaces because yeah. I'm not one of you guys. I don't relate. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. so it's a, it's a very real thing. Very real yeah. thing. That was good. Okay. So topic today, Jay, let's get into it. Um, we're going to first start off by defining lifestyle disease, but we want to talk about hypertension and being overweight and or obese today and the impact that that has on longevity, the impact that has on um possible premature death 
and the impact these conditions have on being gateway conditions to other chronic mm -hmm. diseases. Um, and I really want to put the shock value back into these two conditions. Heavy, heavy. Yeah. But first, um, Jay, how do you define lifestyle diseases? Because that's one of the things we target here at the Academy and we throw the term around so much. I'm not sure that everyone understands it. I, I define it real simple, just a chronic illness that pretty much your lifestyle created. Yeah. The way you eat or, you know, smoking, yep. things you had control over. Um, and it, you persisted with this thing and it created an illness, a, health a disease. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm going to dig a little deeper in the definition. And so when we say chronic, um, chronic is typically defined as three months or longer. So understanding that you have something that's been going on for a significant amount of time. So this is not something that is abrupt. The other thing about lifestyle diseases is it's a gradual progression. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you, it, it could be. It could be a lifestyle disease, meaning something that's been formally diagnosed, or it can be a lifestyle condition. Let's say you're battling with recurring stomach issues. Mm -hmm. You haven't really got a diagnosis by anybody, but your stomach always hurts after you eat or you always need a bathroom or you're just like, you know, you're not digestion properly. You're not very common when it's chronic constipation. You're not eliminating on a regular basis. For migraines. Example. Yeah. Yeah. Headaches or, you know, more severe migraines. Fatigue. Chronic fatigue is yeah. a big one because that's something that... I don't even know if people, people be tired all the time so much that they don't even know that it is a, at this point, it's a lifestyle health challenge. Yeah. And, and it's funny when you tell people that drink coffee in the morning that, because I, I don't know, I don't know if people know and understand that you shouldn't have to outsource energy. You've been getting up every day for five years at this time. Why is your body Why not you naturally waking you yeah. up? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying you won't need an alarm, but what I'm saying is that you have to supplement your energy. That is, that is a, you know, you're have a deficiency, Hundred percent. whether it's, you know, in your diet, like a rest, whatever it is Like you should yeah, not have to rely stress. on, right. Coffee or energy drink or something like that to wake you Sugar up. Sugar at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's time no. for a piece of chocolate. It's time for a pick me up. Right. I call it, um. In my new program that I'm creating, because I talk about that specifically, I call it dirty energy versus clean energy. Yeah. Right. So we want to be fueled by clean energy. Right. And we and that's such a great point, because what people don't also realize from that, Jay, is that you eating that stuff like takes away more energy. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't give you it gives mm -hmm. you a false sense of energy. But usually when you're fueling with sugar or caffeine it's going to cause your blood sugar to shoot up. And that quick crash is going to yep. deplete you of even more energy. Mm -hmm. So it's like counterintuitive. Um, but yes, those are chronic lifestyle conditions. And the two that we want to focus on today is hypertension and being overweight and or obese. Um, and I'm, I'm going to let Jay take off because she's about to go crazy. But I, <laughs> I, I want to say this. For, but I just want to everybody to pause here, lean in, like lean in real heavy and listen to what I'm about to say. We have got to stop getting shocked with diagnosis like cancer or HIV or, you know, something, you know, some disease, even COVID. But when somebody is hypertensive or when somebody is overweight, there is not a second look, a second thought. Like we that the Black Health Academy are here to put the WTF back into these conditions because we they're so common and so prominent that we think that they're not a threat, 
think mm -hmm. they're not a threat to our life expectancy. We don't understand that they are a threat to um, possibly premature death. We don't understand they're a threat to our lifestyle. The three things that we like to focus on, specifically in Farm to Table, is your confidence, your quality of life, and your contribution to society. And you guys have to understand that if you have high blood pressure with no high cholesterol in there too, if you are overweight, that is a direct threat mm -hmm. to your quality of life and your contribution to society. And for many of you, even your confidence. And there is no way you should be managing a condition that is reversible. Mm -hmm. Right? Because yeah. they prescribe drugs for hypertension, but hypertension is reversible in like probably over 90% of cases. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know... My frustration with hypertension has been escalating and escalating and escalating. One, with the people who are being diagnosed, mm. but moreover, with the people who are diagnosing them, normalizing this condition, handing a prescription, and, and not giving any type of exit strategy, mm -hmm. and letting them know that this does not have to be mm -hmm. a, um, a disease that they have to manage for the rest of their life. That's right. I have never... but. The reason why so many people don't take it as serious mm -hmm. as they should and need to and realize that hypertension is actually potentially fatal is that I've never been to a funeral, heard of someone dying of high blood pressure. Have you? No. Because it's always heart attack, stroke, yep. you know, kidney failure. Yep. It's Diabetes. always, yeah. yeah, all this layer that it, it went to first before they die. And therefore, people don't realize that it was the hypertension that caused the stroke. It was the hypertension that caused the heart attack. It was the hypertension that made your organs fail. It was the, the medication, the drugs that you had to take for your hypertension right. that caused these different things. Now you have to take medication for those things, mm -hmm. right? And so hypertension does not get the attention it deserves. Mm -hmm. It is so normalized. When it is so serious, mm -hmm. it, not only does it shorten your lifespan, but the way and the symptoms you you have to live with the the swollen, you know, uh, legs and you know touching your skin and having the impression because your body has retained so much water, mm -hmm. the headaches, all the different things that mm -hmm. comes with this, and people are still going to get the prescription refilled without a single question being asked. How can I make this stop? Mm -hmm. I think somebody said it in Farm to Table, and I love when they said it that if the prescription worked, then why do you keep needing refills? Mm -hmm. You don't have to keep revisiting something that works, right? Like if you have... What well, the argument there, though, is what are they being told it works for? It works to keep your blood pressure. The the sale, the, 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 the promise is never reversal, Jay. Right. So what is it Managing. working for? It's, yeah, yeah it is life. working to... Yeah, it's going to keep you here. We never promise reversal. No, never. Not never. So yeah, you're right. What do you want? Do, do you... I, it, it's, it's hard for me and frustrating... To understand mm. how do you go from this person, you know, disease free technically from from where you stand because you've never been diagnosed mm -hmm. to now them saying you have high blood pressure and the sense of urgency doesn't say, well, do I have to keep it? Do I have to? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like. I need more information. It's amazing. You know, mm -hmm. people in my life, when they go to the doctor mm -hmm. and, and I have all the questions, well, what they say and how they say it and what they, can you, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
you you don't you don't know. Like, it's a thirty second conversation. This is what your numbers are showing. This is the pill I'm gonna write the script for. It's all pharmacology. Oh my god! But here's the thing. Let's 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 back up because what we need to the, the message we want to make sure the people here today first and foremost is that it is reversible okay. sometimes they don't even know that there's something yeah. other than medication right available to me it makes me you know think about the whole abortion debate like what are my options right like are you being provided all of your options mm -hmm. let, let stop taking people options away you mm -hmm. just give them the option and let them choose so the first thing we want to do today mm -hmm. is put you back on the hook we want to make sure you know all of your options mm -hmm. and the first option we want to present to you the most prominent the one that is going to be the most effective is that you can this is a lifestyle disease meaning the way you ate the way you didn't eat the way you move the way you didn't move what you smoke what you drank stress lack of sleep all of that contributed to the diagnosis mm -hmm. and we want you to know all of that can then contribute to the reversal mm -hmm. So that's same the thing. Same, exact same thing. Same yeah. factors. We don't have to put no, no other things in the equation. The same factors that contributed to the diagnosis are the exact same factors that are going to contribute to the reversal of the condition. Reversal almost from just a patient standpoint. Yeah. It almost sounds like an urban legend, you know. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah. Like it is. Really reverse. So everybody I know got hypertension and Jay. never reversed it. Yeah. So everybody I know got diabetes and never reversed Jay, it. Jay, when I interview people from Farm to Table and I tell them what their goals are, I said, within the year, what would you like to see happen? Or within, you know, what's your ultimate goal? Every, I've never heard nobody say reversal. Very few. There might be a handful, less than 5%. Everybody says, if I could just reduce the medication or if I can reduce the pain or discomfort. It's, it's always a reduction. The goal is reduction. So the, the hope or the idea of reversal has been snatched so far out of their minds that they even, their own self-proclaimed goals is just only to get slightly better. Mm. That breaks my heart. Because what's happening is the severity of the diagnosis has not been pronounced enough to them mm -hmm. where they should they should know that like with cancer we know remission is the goal mm -hmm. like everybody's like where's the treatment so that i can no longer have cancer yeah nobody was like if we could just shrink the tumor a little yeah. bit and yeah. then i can just yeah. get on yeah. with my day but you know why though we equate cancer with death period we don't equate hypertension or Oh, being overweight with death. No. And we should. No. Because a, way more people die each year. Way more. From being it's overweight and hypertensive. Yes. Than cancer. Yeah. But when someone dies of cancer, they say it. They died from cancer. cancer. Right. But when they die, but when they die of a heart attack, nobody they says say the precursor. They lived with hypertension for four years prior. Yeah. No one. No one. Never heard it. That's that's the part. And that's the part. That's the part. That helps people to relax with this. I I'm not going to, I mean, it's not like it's going to kill me. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't like it. I don't want it. But it's not like it's going to kill me. But if I'm regimented with my meds. Yeah. Because a monk will kick discipline, like, into action when it comes to taking a medication. I don't know. Is, are you super afraid of um, medication? Definitely. <laughs> you and this deathly. I'm the word of the week, baby. I'm, sick of it I'm definitely afraid. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. And yeah. I don't even know where it comes from. The my lack of trust. I guess because I know that it was never meant a man-made 
drug was never meant. That's I mean, because not just pharmaceutical drugs, supplements and all that. We don't even take protein powders or anything anymore. Just yeah. all this man-made stuff. Yeah. It's not... It's not good for you. No, not not long-term use. We're no. not saying you, nobody should ever take medication. What we are saying, though, is that, number one, you have to know all of your options. And I want you guys to know that making lifestyle modifications is an option for you that will work. And it will work expeditiously. We're not talking about it's going to take two years. So first, you need to know all your options. The second thing you need to know is that, you know, there are times when medication is necessary. Yeah, absolutely. But what Jay is saying is that like when people get, like she said, she asked people who got diagnosed, they're asking them, what did you ask your doctor? There's never a conversation about de-prescribing. Mm -hmm. There's prescribing and that's the end of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so we want to introduce a de-prescribing conversation. Like next time you go to your um, healthcare provider, ask them, like, what's my plan, doc, for getting off this medication? I see we keep trying different kinds. I see we keep switching up the dosage, you know, and then we they sell them a dream because they're like, ah, we reduce your dosage by five milligrams. This good job. Mm -hmm. But that reduction should keep getting reduced right. down to zero. Right. That's what deprescribing is. There's mm -hmm. a plan over time to get completely off of medication. Right. And so if you and your physician have not had a de-prescribing conversation for something that is a lifestyle disease, that is problematic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same with obesity. It's the same thing with obesity. You know, no one dies from being obese, according to... Yes, they do. No, I'm saying according to oh. what we hear. <laughs> I'm about to shut you down. No, 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 no. Yes, no. Lots of people die from being. I'm saying, according to what we hear, we never heard someone and what happened. Oh, they were obese. Never. It's always same thing. Heart attack. Always. Well, same I, thing. I have heard that a couple times. You have? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a whole, um, you know, that documentary I recommend to our students, obesity post mortem, where they do an autopsy on somebody who died yeah. of obesity. But I have heard um, in real life. Yeah, in real life. In real life, I have heard of somebody dying from being overweight. Oh, yeah, I think like I've heard heart stopping. Once. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's not a whole bunch of times, but I have definitely heard but of it. But I know. But the, the problem is, it's always morbid. Oh, 600. Yeah. yeah. Morbidly obese or uh -huh. whatever, right? Uh -huh. um, you know, not even, I mean, it could easily be the threes, depending on their height. Mm -hmm. But, well, I want the majority of people that we talking to, Jay, is people who probably like, what you think? Like, 40 to 60 pounds overweight like it's not yeah. they're not they're not hundreds of pounds overweight yeah. and so you're right though there's still a huge disconnect like mm -hmm. i'm not that bad i'm not that but the thing is that you always know someone who's worse which makes you feel better about your weight especially depending on where you live like texas or something i remember i did a speaking engagement and the lady said well i only drink three pepsis but um pointing to her colleague she drinks six a day both yes the the uh 16 ounce Lord save them. Yeah. Wow. Don't let her sex make your three feel better. Please don't. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times comparisons let people let people feel let themselves off the hook. Yeah. I'm not that bad. hundred yeah. percent. Before we get into overweight though, I want to drop some stats about high blood pressure real quick. Um, because you know, we most of us know inherently that it disproportionately impacts communities of color, but I just want to make it very clear. But Jay, one stat that blew me out of the water was that nearly half of oh no, this one, what you said earlier about let me do this one first. What you said earlier about we never hear people dying from hypertension, we always hear heart attacks, whatever. Right. 
It says in 2020, this is from CDC, Center for Disease Control. In 2020, more than 670,000 deaths in the United States had hypertension as a primary or contributing cause. Mm. So it's getting written down somewhere. We don't hear it. But it, we don't hear it. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not the. We got to dig into That's some, not the narrative that right. we hear when, you know. And, but 670,000 deaths had hypertension as a primary or contributing cause. Lord. And then nearly half of adults in the U.S., 47% or 116 million, have hypertension defined as systolic blood pressure greater than 130 or diastolic greater than 80. So greater than 130 over 80. Only about one in four hypertension have their condition under control, which is not impressive because why are we controlling something that's reversible? Um, so, and then when, with regard to people of color, and this is this is us too. About thirty-four million adults who are recommended to take medication may need it to be prescribed and to start taking it. Almost two out of three of this group have a blood pressure of one hundred and forty over ninety, but. High blood pressure is more common in non-Hispanic black adults, so about 56% of us. Um, and it's a greater, it impacts slightly greater more uh, number of men than women. But like you said earlier, it's not, these are the numbers that we know. Mm -hmm. Like there's people with hypertension who is undiagnosed, who never got prescribed anything, who are just having these issues with their body and don't know that it's hypertension right and then, it's not a silent yeah no. yeah yeah high cholesterol is more silent than hypertension which is a another problem silent it may not be that silent but not having the proper um insurance and things like that oh, that's you a whole know, nother, let's a, not get into the systemic issues yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. underinsured uninsured well, yeah. I have a healthcare provider who just like, hey, it's your genetics, it's your DNA. Let me let's just address that real quick before I get pissed off. <laughs> okay, what what blew my mind when I was reading about high blood pressure is resistant high blood pressure. That that, that name was resistant high blood pressure. Resistant hypertension is high blood pressure that does not respond well to aggressive medical treatment. Uh. Um, but here's the part. Hypertension is considered resistant when all of the following are true. Someone is taking three different blood pressure medications at their maximally tolerated doses. That's the one. Three. I didn't even realize that you could do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you could be on more than one blood pressure medication. Please help, help me understand why you would be taking three different medications for the same thing because they all take a different route to try and lower it yeah there's like ace inhibitors there's beta blockers there's like you know water pill so there's different types of classes of blood pressure medications so let's see which route we can take to try and yeah oh my god oh 100 percent Absolutely. Yeah, there's diuretics, there's calcium channel blockers, there's beta blockers, there's ACE inhibitors. So they but all... at the same time, you just take them all. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I, we've had plenty of students in Farm to Table who are on multiple blood pressure meds at one time. Plenty. So listen to the lifestyle factors. Okay. That keeps your blood pressure resistant. Skipping your medication 
eating too much sodium, smoking cigarettes, sitting around, drinking too much alcohol. Nowhere does it Diet. say anything about food. N- re- nothing. So let's, you know what? Let's define what high blood pressure is because people, I don't, maybe people don't understand how food, because just with that information you just read off, why would even anybody think that their diet plays a role? Because it, it, the, your arteries are narrowed from the plaque in them and the, the blood can't get through. Says you, genius. Nobody's told them that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, scholar. <laughs> right? That's my point, Jay. Like, I don't even know if people know what's physically happening when it says you have high blood pressure. That means your body has to use more pressure to pump your blood through our artery that has been narrowed because of the buildup of plaque and cholesterol and saturated fat that's created this plaque in the artery. So it used to be a wider opening for the blood to get through. And now it's narrow. But I don't know if people understand that because then the question becomes, well, what the hell is narrowing my arteries? What's making the opening for the blood to get through lessen, close up? And that's why it's frustrating when people say, you know, they don't realize that sugar could be, you know, a part of it because sugar causes your arteries to plaque up, turn into fat. It, it's I can see why I could be confused. Yeah, hundred percent. It's so many different ways. Most people don't even know how I got hypertension, and because also because hypertension can be stress induced. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that factor too. Like y'all, you know, y'all stressing him out, stressing her out. You know, they're overwhelmed. Blood, my pressure's up. This whole conversation got my pressure up, right? Yeah. So. Not realizing, though, like what's really clogging and closing those arteries is diet. Yeah, sure. Diet and what and why things such as heart attack and stroke like stroke. You know, you was telling us, I think it might have been me, but it might have been me and Tiff about Mm -hmm. how it affects your brain, not cognitively, you know, but when you have high blood pressure, When your arteries are closing and it's hard for the blood to get through, you know, that's why it's called high blood pressure. It's trying to force its way through that narrow artery. The the arteries in your brain is is going through the same thing. 100%. And that's why we're having strokes. Hypertension. Kills. Yeah. Yeah. It kills. It It kills. kills. That's the long and short of it. It it kills. It kills. And we have to start taking it more serious. Yeah. Because like you just said, so what Jay was talking about that uh, me and her were recently discussing is that our brain is very vascular too. So those of you who, you know, are approaching that age where you're becoming, you know, worried about dementia, Alzheimer's, right? Just losing your executive and cognitive functioning. You have to understand that you can clog your arteries in your brain just like you clog your arteries, you know, coming from your heart or come, you know, anywhere else in your body. It's the same way that, you know, you know, a lot of men and women don't know that erectile dysfunction for men is nothing but a clogged artery. Yeah. Right. That small artery leaning, you know, to the penis is just clogged. And if you want, you know, to reverse that, you have to unclog the arteries by changing your diet as much as you can. Our artery clogage is not 100 percent reversible. But there's a crap ton of relief you can get mm-hmm. um, and things can start working again. Right. Um, the other part of that is, you know, with the brain. Right. When you have a diet that is high in animal based food, processed food, sugar, alcohol, it's not all animal foods, it's some other stuff that can be considered vegan that clogs your arteries as well. Coconut oil, saturated fat. What that does is when you begin to clog those sensitive arteries that lead to the brain, it cuts off nutrient supply to the brain 
And you now are now starving the brain of the nutrients that it needs to thrive. And so now we are seeing things like, you know, signs of dementia, Alzheimer's, you know, slower reasoning and problem solving skills. And so high hypertension is a can become a cognitive issue as well. Mm -hmm. Hypertension and high cholesterol, um, especially type two diabetes, are significant precursors to Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and dementia. So. I mean, just we have to put the shock value back in these conditions because they are not to be taken lightly. I'm sick of us taking them lightly. I'm sick of us resisting a whole food plant based diet because it seems too extreme when you taking three drugs for the same condition in hopes that it brings it down is not extreme to you. You know, and the fault is not in on, on all the people, right? It's a it's a medical issue, it's a doctor issue, it's a systemic issue, it's an economic issue. I get all that, but we need to start with what we can do, and that is you can change your diet. What's the most effective diet? It's going to be a whole food, plant based, vegan diet. Why? Because it is absent of the cholesterol and the saturated fat that's clogging your arteries, that's causing your pressure to go up. I don't know how much simpler I can say it. And I'm going to give a couple things you can eat that helps with pressure. But what I want to be very clear on is if you're putting this on top of a chicken wing, if you're putting it on top of a cheeseburger, french fries, your your fatty fish, all of that, it's not going to help. You know, people, what can I eat? Because it is true. There's been significant data that has shown that ground flax seeds can be effective. Mm-hmm. Um, beets and beet juice can be effective. Mm-hmm. Foods that are high in nitrates, um, so like yeah, your arugula, your Swiss chard, very effective for helping um, the arteries to expand mm-hmm. or dilate. But if you're putting that on top of, you know, your your shrimp and crab meal with the buttery sauce, so- like there's, don't think you can just throw a couple tablespoons of ground flaxseed or drink a beet juice every day and continue to eat the way you're going to eat. You have to do both. You have to get that stuff out of your diet and include this stuff. I was just thinking the other day how lucky we are, how... For being so smart. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How you know? (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead, genius. What would you say? (laughs) Um, How we became plant-based before all of these uh, shrimp boils and all. Uh, Oh, my goodness. I just look at these things... I did all this shrimp and, and lobster and all this just drench in butter. I'm so glad oh, Make it stop. that I became plant-based before some of these things that are really trendy came about. You know, even though I was eating things that were unhealthy, but now it's, it has gotten crazy. It's almost like a competition of what can be more unhealthy. Just triple, double stack the burger. Yeah. Let's put all the butter on top of... Let's they putting put, onion rings and french fries on top of burgers. We don't see mac and cheese on yeah. top of a burger. They, they the smother. The chips are like chicken and waffles. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm ridiculous. really glad I can just sit back and just watch other people. I'm sorry, destroy their health and then not be me because... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've just... Prepare to submit a formal apology next episode. <laughs> okay. Go on. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean that. No. Literally. No, no, you sound just like a politician. What I meant was when I said Literally. Said I'm just saying at that moment. When I said better you than me, what I was really trying to say was. <laughs> when I said, yeah, you're going to have to definitely go to the doctor about that. I didn't mean. <laughs> 
That's not where I thought that sentence was going to end. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's just not something that I'm, I'm just glad I don't have to deal with it. No, I mean, blessings on blessings. Everybody got things they're grateful for. Yeah. And that's a yeah. fact. Yeah. And, you know, just to like kind of tie this up, because I do want to talk about, you know, being overweight. That's another thing. Like, listen, guys, we're going to say this a thousand times so we're blue in the face. Being overweight is a pre-existing condition. Yes. You is. know, you know, Jay, when we're enrolling for Farm to Table, you know, people, I've, I've had people ask like, well, you said Farm to Table is for people who, you know, whose body or minds are already compromised. They're battling some type of lifestyle disease. I don't have anything. Like, no, 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 no sweetie. You haven't been diagnosed with anything. Yeah, But if sure. you are overweight, yes. that's a pre-existing condition. Definitely. Like, I'm not sure why we don't see excess weight on the body as problematic. But you're producing way more estrogen, a lot of cancers, a lot of conditions like fibroids, reproductive health issues are estrogen dominant. Um, you are, it's way more pressure on your arteries, your um, limbs, on your joints. Um, it is a lifestyle disease, especially when you carry it in your midsection. Mm -hmm. um, weight carrying in the midsection increases uh, chances of chronic disease. Um, don't, you know, when we talk about things like type two diabetes, all of this stuff, like being overweight is oftentimes a precursor to all of that. Like your body was not meant to be overweight. You're not supposed to have excess weight on the body. And I'm not just talking about obesity. Obesity is defined as a body mass index over 30. I'm even talking about individuals who are right below that, who have, you know, maybe a body mass index of like 25 to 29. You are overweight and you know, if you're overweight and so many black people are we are so overweight and this is a problem yeah you are your body is compromised your mind is compromised your you did you know your cognitive functioning is compromised when you're overweight increased weight is decreased intelligence look it up go for it i don't care double check fact check it the impact of excess weight on the brain like i we have to stop pretending like this is okay that it's oh it don't take five years to lose 60 pounds no stop jumping from program to program stop getting on the wagon and off the wagon stop putting it off stop convincing yourself that it's not that bad stop losing 20 pounds and not going just as hard for the final 10 like stop it i think a lot of people are also afraid of not having the curves and not having the body once they lose weight cap because i remember no, I, I got two. I got two true stories. <laughs> One when I worked at the gym. The other at my nine to five. No lie, mm -hmm. sis was about, I say about a good three hundred fifty pounds, young, about twenty, maybe twenty four, twenty five, mm -hmm. just huge. And of course, you know, if you know me for five minutes, health is going to come up. Mm -hmm. So she starts talking about health she want to lose weight I start giving her advice giving her tips and she's actually said to me mm. to my face look me dead in my pupils dead in my retinas <laughs> okay so I, I'm the one who got the pep talk before the podcast like don't act up and okay all right I see I see what we're doing uh -huh. and said but I don't want to lose too much weight you ain't lost a you sitting here. That conversation ain't even available to you yet. Let's it drop this first hundred. You haven't even. And you already thinking about what you went. You don't want to be too skinny. No. What you saying sound a little bit like I might lose, lose some of what, honey? 
What what do you think? What are you Some of the visceral fat that your liver and your kidneys is trying to combat? Then when I was personal trainer, um, my client, we working out. Of course, she needs to lose. She wasn't 350 or anything. She she probably needs to lose like 50 pounds. Okay, that's okay. That's more of most of the people we deal with. Yeah. And she like, um, I mean, I want to lose weight, but I ain't trying to get like small like you. I mean. The insult. The insult. The disrespect. The disrespect go on. I was, It felt like such a slap in the face because that was extremely rude. But also, why didn't they get to assault our body? But when you overweight, we don't get to say nothing. I start saying something. I remember, <laughs> girl, I got a should. story for everything. <laughs> in the, uh, you know, cafeteria, we was all eating. This guy, so it was me. We, we were like the regulars. You know, me, my friend Asia, him. Okay. And... He's talking about the type of girls he like and this, this, and that. And, you know, he's always talking about Asian body. Asian got a booty. Asian got this. Asian got that. You know, and I'm trying to go out there. But I don't, uh, I don't want nobody your size. You know, you too skinny. I said, and you too damn fat. I mean, but you should have seen the reactions from everybody. They looked like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, no, she. I mean, they couldn't believe. Yeah, you can call somebody too skinny, but you can't tell them they they too large. No, that, I can now. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm almost waiting for it at this point. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't hold back. Double standard. Stand up. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not riding. I'm not here for the double standard anymore. If you think that I'm too you small, can say out no loud your opinion, then no, you're about my body in my face. Yeah, just know I can too. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. But people are so afraid of being, and what's crazy when you look at my size and you look at Soul Train, like 30 years ago, them going down the they line. They were your size. They were my size. This is, I don't know how it changed. How did it become? It's just culture evolving. And, and, and then, you know, just what is the opposite? It all comes back to animalistic qualities. What is the man looking at? What do they want me to look like? And when the man like it thick, like it big, like it whatever, then that's what the women want to be. But here's the thing though. They're not wrong. Let me, let me, I don't even want to play devil's advocate. Let me just tell my own personal story. I got that skinny. I did. Remember when I came back from China? I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. I was way smaller than I am now. Mm -hmm. Right? At least 10 pounds lighter. Oh, yeah. I remember when you came back from China. I was, I, 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 that very thing actually did happen to me. I mm -hmm. lost all my curves. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand is that you build curves, muscle tone, definition in the gym. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're right. You could lose weight and get small and like, oh, where's my shape? Where's my whatever? And I intentionally. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. But what? But I did, too. Do you remember I got down to 120 pounds? My face was almost like skeletal. Mm -hmm. But I was just I was going hard for this. Yeah. Running two miles every single day. You don't just. Right, right, right. This it don't just, just happen, happen to you. You got to work hard to get that skin. You got to work your butt yeah. off to get that skin. You can look up and be like, ooh, I went a little too far. But you are in no danger of that. No, yeah, it can be stopped. Just like people don't want to lift weights because they're afraid of getting muscular, like yeah. you always say. You don't just wake up with a muscle body. That happens over time. <laughs> you have control over Yeah, it takes a lot of hard work. You right. don't just, oops, damn, I just fell into some, you know, yeah. big biceps and triceps. I was a 26 last week. I'm a zero this week. Oopsie. Yeah. No, 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 no. You got to go from 24 to 22 to 20 to right. 18 to 16 let's, let's just to 14. start with you dropping you the 200 pounds Let's you just to right get now. you out of the heart attack risk range. Listen, like, it's, and... We all know, Jay, it's literally harder 
to scarf the body than it is to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Like the you know the body that I built that I have now that I'm very proud of that like that takes more work than the 65 pounds I initially lost. Mm-hmm. Way more. It's like the first priority when it comes to your body if you're overweight Obedience dictates that the first priority is to get to a place of optimal health, meaning you're outside of the risk zone for any type of other. You're outside of the risk zone for hypertension. Now you're outside of the risk zone for heart attack. You're outside of the risk for breast cancer because all of that excess weight increased the risk of those things. Mm -hmm. So let's get down to a healthy BMI range that could be anywhere from 23, 29, 24 to 29. And then we can have the do the fun part of saying, now, what do I want? Where do I want my curve? Right. Where do I want? Like, I built my butt. It was flat when I lost weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I built my quads. I built my shoulders. I built, like, what protrudes or is defined on me is something, my back. Like, I'm in love with my back. It's stuff that I intentionally put work into, scarfed in the way I wanted it to look. But that was after. That was after I did the, you know, like, you want dessert before you eat the main course. Like, no, do what you're supposed to do first, and then you have your fun. Mm-hmm. You can you can make your body look however you want to look. Don't don't give me no excuse if you're 60 pounds overweight. Tell me you don't want to get too skinny. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that 40 pounds from now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all don't get to just, like, this literally shortens your, being overweight has a potential to shorten your life expectancy, i.e. premature death. Is increased. The likelihood of it is increased when you're overweight. Some of you guys, your knees are hurting, your backers are hurting, your confidence is shot. I literally just had a suitability interview with somebody less than five days ago, and I was like, "What is your weight stopping you from doing?" She was like, "I know." She like, "God downloaded a message into me. I know I'm supposed to be um, showing up and sharing my message on social media and blah blah blah, but I don't do it because every time I look in the camera, I hate how big my face and my head is." She's like, "I can't. My insecurities." Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell women because you know we have this. I, I I can't say that it's this false narrative because it's true that, you know, black don't crack. We do look nor I mean, you know, typically younger. Mm-hmm. However, when you have weight, when you gain weight, your face getting bigger, that it ages, ages you. you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It and ages. the opposite that happens when you lose it. Yeah. You take, you shave so many years off your appearance and your lifespan. I mean, not shave off your lifespan, but add years to your lifespan by losing weight. We got to lose this weight. I'm sick of it. We have to lose this weight. We have to. It is absolutely ridiculous. No, buying bigger clothes. I was in the store looking at this really, really big t-shirt. And I was like, how does it feel? Like, how do you feel buying something, you know, 4X, 5X and stuff like that? Is there a conscious thought every time or is it just, boom, this is my size? You know? I think it's just, boom, this is your size when you've been that way for so long. Like, we have to do better. And, you know, the suitability interview I was on the other day, Jay, I told her she wasn't qualified for Farm the Table. Why? Because I was like, during our conversation, I'm like, I'm not really hearing the urgency in it. I was like, do you really, really want to adopt a whole food plant-based diet to get down to a healthy weight? Like, what's this? Is it? And she's like, if I'm being honest, like, my weight don't bother me like that. Right on the heels of her telling me is impacting her contribution to society. She's like, it don't bother me like that. Like, I mean, I know probably like to make an investment like this. No, nah, because she's like, we be busy all the time. Sometimes we just got to stop and get fast food or whatever. And 
I don't know if I'm going to dedicate, you know, the time and stuff to it like that. So I was like, that's exactly what I'm picking up. I was like, I don't think you're a good fit for farming. So I turned it down. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, let's not waste each other. No, I'm not going to waste your time and I'm not going to let you ruin the integrity of my program because the program is for people who are ready to get this work mm -hmm. and they have compromised health. And Jay, we got one seat left for the fall. We got, um, okay, so we got 25 people, but I, I we have, we're going to have some of our other 23 coaches who are like interns this semester mm -hmm. who are like observing and stuff. They're going to come on, they're going to share their story. So as far as like student students outside of the other 23, we got... 19 people, so you better come bring this fire this semester. <laughs> you hear me? We got 19 students, um, so we got one seat left for the fall. I don't know when y'all listening to this, but you, you double check. We got one seat left, um, 19 people, plus we got five um, coaches from my certification who are com coming in the farm to table, and um, they're going to do some some speaking and some sharing to y'all, pouring into y'all this semester. They all live a whole food plant-based lifestyle, and they're all turning into a career. So they're going to pour into our students this semester. We got Jay. We got Coach Tiff. We got Coach Mama on deck. Like, it's about to be insane. We about to go crazy this semester. Like, I'm everybody in the room has went through the suitability interview. They all have hypertension or high cholesterol, overweight or diabetes or stomach issues, you know, confidence issues, chronic fatigue. Like everybody in the room is they ready. Jay. They ready. We I'm about to punch a hole through the wall this semester. Like I <laughs> ain't playing with y'all. Like it is going down because I am sick and tired of, and almost nearly all of them are overweight. Nearly all of them are overweight, maybe a couple who aren't. And so it's it's an issue. And I'm I don't want to use fear. You can't use fear long term to scare somebody into submission. But I need you to be scared enough to know that this is something that I should not try and live with, even though I can. Mm -hmm. Right. Like just because somebody can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. And that's the part that I want people to wrap their brain around. So, listen, that's all we really got for you all today. I just came on to say. I don't know when y'all going to hear this, but if you can get into this, my last farm to table class, you're going to want to do yourself a whole favor. We done had people who, you know, I tried, I offered one lady a scholarship. She still, I said, okay, I tried to help you. I tried to do what I could. She wasn't ready still. She, no, she financially, she was mm -hmm. ready in every other way. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad. I said, I'm sorry, because it's going to require an investment. Don't nobody get in for free. Mm -hmm. Nope. We don't do that. So, you know, it's. Whew. I don't know, Jay. I'm like, Lisa, don't get emotional. Don't get crazy. Just serve the people. And so whoever we can help, whoever we can serve at a high level, go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash apply or just go to the Black Health Academy's website. Check out Farm the Table. I mean, if you're a health professional who want to get certified in this information because you're just as passionate as Jay and I about, you know, helping individuals overcome chronic lifestyle challenges, then you want to get on a wait list for the other 23. The enrollment is closed right now, but you can definitely hop on a wait list and be notified when I reopen it. Um, but it's, it's work time. That's all you got? That's all I got. That's all I got. I just exhausted myself a little bit. <laughs> I have been quiet the last maybe 10 minutes or so. I'd be mad. I don't think I've said anything. I'd be yeah. mad. <laughs> I see. You handled it well, though. Thank you. Thank you. Got right. that out of my system. Listen, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and give us a like, a subscribe, leave a comment if we said something that resonated with you. And, you know, if it unlocks something in you to realize that you got to quit playing with this thing, it might seem mild now. It might seem insignificant now. Um, but it's meaningful. Don't let a doctor, don't let a friend, don't let your peers, don't let you compare yourself to other people make you believe that it's insignificant. 
it is significant. If you are not optimal, if anything hurts, if anything's off, if anything's elevated, if anything's too low, whatever, however you might be out of balance, that is significant. Mm -hmm. And I want you to dedicate time and energy every day to getting the body and the mind back in balance because these things balloon, they escalate, they get out of hand very, very quickly, right? So similar to the criminal justice system, you don't want to get into that medical health system and start going through the rigmarole of medications on, medications off, Medicaid mm -hmm. reduced. Just stay out of the system in the first place, right? if you can. So um, theblackhealthacademy.com, make sure you come get what you need, whether that's our free classes or whether that's in investing in one of our coaching programs. Come get this health, come get what you need, um, and let us help make you better. That's all we got. Until next time, be, be well. well.